This is the Fertility Hour, where couples learn how to improve their fertility naturally. Join Charlene Lincoln as she interviews leading experts in the fields of natural fertility, holistic medicine, and preconception care. Fertility Hour is where you'll find evidence-based strategies, tips, and resources to help you when trying to conceive. And now, here's Charlene Lincoln. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Fertility Hour. Um, we have a really fun guest, and the reason I say that is because um, I've been reading about her. She's doing amazing things out there, helping women get healthier and overcome one of the biggest struggles I guess we have in America today, um, weight, but not in some crazy processed food weird deprivation type of way. This is a really unique approach. And so I'm excited to have her on. Um, let me tell you a little bit about her. Najina Abdullah is a health coach for busy women and moms and founder of the website masalabody.com. She teaches women with a demanding career and busy life how to eat healthier without feeling deprived and has helped hundreds of women lose 15 to 40 pounds and shrink their waist. Najina has been featured in Business Insider, Health.com, Huffington Post, and on Fox News. Welcome, Najina. Oh, thank you so much, Charlene. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. So we're excited to have you. Tell us all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ready, set, go. I'll spill them all. I'm so happy to spill them all, too, as many as I can. Um, well, I think I, I could start just by sharing that I had, I struggled with weight loss my entire life, and it was something that I really thought about every single day. I pretty much tried every single diet out there. I tried Atkins. I tried um, South Beach. I tried um, eating less and exercising more. I tried Weight Watchers, all of the things, and I would lose weight. I, I did lose weight, but then I would lose a little bit, and I would feel so deprived from what I was going through that the minute I um, felt a plateau or the minute something came up, I would just say, forget it. And I would end up putting that weight back on and then often more than that. And so after struggling with this my whole life, I started working in a very demanding job in New York City as a uh, management consultant. I used to live in California. I moved to New York and um, started, this, started this career. And then my life got even more hectic. And then soon I had my first child and then I had my second child. And then with that came more weight. And at that point I realized I need to get the weight off. And so I had 20 pounds to lose um, and I started changing what I was eating. And this is something I started doing things differently than I'd ever done before. I didn't focus on small portion sizes and I didn't focus on counting calories. What I did focus on was eating natural anti-inflammatory foods and then adding anti-inflammatory fat burning spices to my food. And I followed a lot of what Tim Ferriss writes about in the four hour body, which is a slow carb diet. So it's really natural foods, low sugar, um, and slow carbs, meaning beans or lentils, instead of two, it's replacing bread or rice or pasta or other carbs. Um, and so that actually, what happened after I did that is that my food tasted so amazing because I was using these flavorful spices and I lost 
40 pounds in nine months. And I couldn't believe that that happened. So I lost the 20 pounds of pregnancy, but I went down to my lowest weight ever. And I think probably more important than that is that it's been seven years and I've kept it off and gotten more toned since then. Um, and now I'm in my early 40s. And so just to be able to be more fit now than I was 20 years ago, I, I couldn't, I wish someone had told me about this earlier. And so I would love to share even more of, the, of these secrets. And I have some special tips, especially for spices for fertility that I can talk about. Okay. I saw your abs. Are those airbrushed? <laughs> I was like, wow, that's amazing. Well, you should be really proud that, you know, you feel better in your 40s because that is possible, right? Though many of us feel like it's just going to be a, a gradual decline to our you know, in, into being a senior and, and whatever. But so you are, in a sense, aging in reverse. Oh, that, that is such a good point. You, even that you're asking, is that possible? It's so true because just the fact that it's possible, it's like we don't even realize that. I mean, I know when I was growing up, all the role models that I was seeing that were older than me, I, they did not seem healthy and they were very tired. Um, they were overweight. A lot of a lot of women that had had gone, especially after going through having kids or even just trying to have kids. Um, it's exhausting sometimes. And so a lot of women around me that were older were, were overweight and were tired and were not stylish. And part of the reason after I had kids, I wanted to, to kind of combat that stereotype. I think that's part of the reason I went so hard um, that you can actually still live your life and and feel really healthy. I actually can lift more weight now, like meaning I'm stronger than I was before. I but the reason is because I eat so I eat I treat my body better than I used to treat my body because I know more now. And so it absolutely is possible to feel more energy, to feel vibrant, to actually wake up on a Saturday morning and to want to go on a hike, um, to go to the beach and want to run into the waves. It's so possible to have that and more going into your 40s and beyond. Uh, it's just about treating your body well. And a lot of it can start with food. Mm, absolutely. I, I, that's pretty much the foundation of everything, right? And yeah, exactly. Um, yes, yes. And I saw, I think you have a son and a daughter. Is, yes. is that true? I mean, especially to our daughters, I have a, a young daughter too. I mean, you want to be a role model and a role model of not like, oh yeah, my mom did these crazy diets her entire life and yo-yoed back and forth, but actually my mom ate really healthy and was in great shape and had a really healthy um, relationship with food. Right. I mean, that's so important because yeah, yeah. so many of us were like, oh, yeah, my mom always felt fat and she was on these crazy diets her whole life. I mean, that's that is, so yes, that is such an excellent point, because what our moms do and what we do in front of our especially daughters, um, it really does stick with them. And I know this especially because I've worked with hundreds of clients now um, on uh, in a one on one and in a group program um, format. And I've talked with them about why they are feeling so crazy around food. And many women talk about the fact that their mothers 
were very crazy around food and they were going on different diets. They were counting their calories um, or opposite. They were completely kind of out of control and overweight and they didn't want to be like that. And so they created a different relationship with food. Um, so it is really key to be healthy, to, but in a, in, a, in a very natural, healthy way, because it doesn't have to be about diets and ca calorie counting and all those things. Even though I know that's what many of us have been taught, there's, there's, much more um, intuitive feminine ways to lose weight that actually where you include some structure to it so you know what you're doing. Um, you, you have a plan that you're following, but yet you feel really good about it. You're not only counting the numbers. And that's, that's possible. It is really possible to, 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 do, to go about losing weight and living your life like that. Mm, I like that you said intuitive feminine ways. Like, what does that mean? Okay, so what that means is that a lot of times, like, for example, um, if you're following a program like Weight Watchers, which does work, many women have found a lot of success with it, um, or, you're, or you're counting calories, you're, you're really working on like this external counting and making sure that you're following these rules. And if you don't follow the rules, then you're breaking the rules. And when a lot of us have this mentality that if we break the rules, it's all or nothing. So if we have a bite of um, a brownie or a chocolate cake or we eat a slice of pizza at a kid's birthday party when we weren't planning to sometimes we we have this on on the wagon off the wagon mentality where we feel like um okay i'm just off the wagon so let me just be completely off the wagon versus saying like okay it's okay to have a piece of pizza it's okay to have some cake and i'm now i'm going to get back to feeling good about myself so being intuitive and feminine is about really feeling good and really understanding the relationship of food to make you feel good because if you eat the right way you don't feel heavy you feel light you feel more energetic you can do so much more and um and that is your guiding light versus your calories and um and like the exact portion sizes even though those of course are important but you don't have to you don't have to go about it with that approach especially if you're eating really good natural low sugar anti-inflammatory foods you don't have to really worry about it that much Okay. So uh, I'm assuming that when you talk about different spices, I mean, it, it seems like there's like two groups of people and some of us are both and, and I'm both like people go, are you more like a sweet person or a salty? I like sweet followed by salty kind of thing. And I, I think there's a lot of people like that. So are we going to talk about spices that help kind of curb that insatiable need to have something sweet or have something you know, I know with like Indian cooking and like Ayurvedic cooking, they all the um, tastes are represented on the plate, right? But it's not necessarily like a piece of cake and like some potato chips, but it's like, yes. can, can you talk about kind of satiating those, those real strong cravings that, you know, we've had our whole lives and what makes it really st a struggle to eat healthier. So yes, absolutely. So um, I'm going to share a, a spice that's actually sweet. And so it's sweet in a natural way. It doesn't spike your insulin like sugar does. So some of the spices are actually sweet, which is unexpected because we think that spices are spicy, but there's only a few small amounts of spices that are actually spicy. They're either sweet or neutral or they have some kind, or some of them are spicy. But, um, but when you are having a, um, the thing about spices is that 
a lot of times we're looking to our foods to give us um, the satisfaction and it actually helps our brain feel really satisfied from, from a physiological um, level. But when you use spices, you are actually giving your brain that satisfaction without the sugar and without the fat or without the combination of butters and oils and things like that. Um, you're, you're still getting satisfied in a different way. And so instead of, it's not, you, you don't have to only eat bland food or you don't have to only flavor your food with fats and with, um, with uh, um, like um, sugars, you can flavor it with spices and that actually gives you this feeling of satiation and feeling of satisfaction. And the other thing about spices that have, have really been coming out a lot is that it helps you decrease your sodium intake. And that's because many of us feel like to flavor our food, we add a lot of salt or we go out and eat and there's a lot of salt in our foods or processed food has a lot of salt. But when you're cooking yourself, I believe in I believe in using salt. We actually need it to for many reasons. One of them is flavor, but you don't need as much when you're using other spices like cumin and coriander and garlic and ginger. Those flavors are adding to your food. So spice or salt is just one of them. It's not like the main, it's not the highlight of the dish. So yes, it really helps to curb your salt cravings as well as your sweet cravings and just give you an overall feeling of satiation and satisfaction from your brain. Okay. So what is the spice that um, has a sweetness to it, but isn't sugar, you know, sugary, or doesn't raise your like glycemic index or blood, um, you know, blood sugars? Absolutely. Okay. Now I love talking about the spice because it's probably in those, probably in your kitchen cabinet and those that are listening's kitchen cabinet. It's so common. This spice is cinnamon. And what cinnamon does is it lowers your blood sugar. So, um, the, and it gives you that, that sweet taste um, without spiking your insulin. So what would usually happen is that when you eat sugar, it actually um, spikes your insulin, which if you don't burn that off right away, it gets stored as fat. But if we give ourselves that sweet feeling, that sweet taste through, um, through cinnamon, we get the sweet craving. Um, we, we get to kind of like curb that craving, but then we also, it's also much healthier. So the other thing about cinnamon that's really, really helpful, especially for, for, um, for, uh, from a fertility perspective. So cinnamon helps normalize blood sugar and balanced blood sugar helps improve overall hormonal balance. Um, and especially for those with fertility issues due to PCOS, that's, um, it helps to normalize it. So it's really, really key for that. Mm, I love cinnamon. And like my daughter who's six, I just slice up some apples and put cinnamon and it's like a whole different treat, right? Yes, absolutely. Or you can bake apples and put cinnamon and it's like, you just gave her a little apple pie. And when I bring a big bowl of that to the classroom, I mean, the kids can't get enough of that. They're just... They're like, I want more and more. So it, it really adds, it adds yeah. a lot to a dish. Yes. Now, if a child likes it, like it, then yeah. that really means there's some sweetness in there, you know, because children really like the sweet. Um, a lot of children do, not all, but um, but the other thing about, so the other way to use cinnamon that I love to 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 um, recommend to get started with cinnamon is to sprinkle it in your coffee or in your tea because we, a lot of us use sugar in there and you could still use sugar if you need it, but you will probably not need as much sugar. So you might decrease 
reduce your sugar a little bit and add cinnamon. And then over time, you may not even need the sugar anymore. And it's really easy just to sprinkle it um, into your coffee. So, so that's one way. And I have a recipe I wanted to share. It's so easy so I can just say it. Um, and it, this, is a, this actually includes apples and cinnamon as well. And I call this grandma's healthy apple pie because just like you said, it tastes like apple pie. It's all the good stuff from apple pie. Um, so for this recipe, all you need is, and it's a no cook recipe. So it's a half cup of 1% cottage cheese. And then you have a quarter of an apple chopped up really tiny in, in small pieces like a toddler would eat. And then you use um, a fourth teaspoon of cinnamon and you mix that all up. And because of the cottage cheese, it really has a ton of protein and then it gives it substance and it keeps you full. And then you have the sweetness from the apples and the cinnamon. So it's a great afternoon snack. Um, it's a great treat to have. Hmm, nice. I love that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the, the things that you're talking about, I just want to, I guess I want to ask you, I, w- I was reading uh, about you and your background. Now, you were working a ton in this um, high pressure job. And that's where a lot of women are finding themselves like working crazy hours. Maybe you already have a child at home, you're trying to conceive another child. Um, are these things, I mean, they have to be easy relatively easy right I mean you want women to cook at home and things like that but it's it has to be streamlined I mean you were working a ton and so you were doing it and had two small children I don't I don't know how that all works sounds crazy but um (laughs) you obviously made it work yeah, so the key, it is so true that um, keeping your cooking and your preparation easy, it's like that's how you are successful at it because there's no way that many of us have time to cook for like an hour or two a day and then cook again the next day and again the next day and then also go to work and then maybe we're also a parent. Uh, it's it's a lot. So I used a couple strategies that were really, really important for me to be able to lose weight because part of it is what you're eating, but the second part is um, the behavior and your everyday practices and actually getting healthy food in front of you before you are tempted to call um, call takeout for like Chinese or pizza or just eat a grilled cheese sandwich or cereal or nothing, which a lot of us might do when we don't have time. So um, a couple strategies that I found um, were really, really key is that one, I would do Sunday meal prep. So I, I would spend, I wouldn't spend my whole Sunday, but I would spend around an hour on Sundays, um, chopping up some vegetables. And I learned over time to always buy as many vegetables as I can already pre-chopped, including onions and things like that, even though they cost more, it was, I would, I knew my time due to my time, my lack of time, I wouldn't cut them. So I wouldn't eat them and I would rather spend the money so that I could eat them. Um, so I would buy chopped vegetables or chop anything that needs to be chopped on Sunday. I would marinate a couple dishes so that when I came home from work, I could just put it in the oven, um, or put, or quickly, uh, cook it on the stove. So Sunday meal prep was one. Another thing that's key is batch cooking. So when I would cook on Sundays, I would make, or when I would marinate or prep, I would make things in larger batches and I would eat them for two to three days. So I wouldn't change up my menu every single night. And by being more consistent with what I was eating, it helped. Um, it, what happened is that I didn't use as much brain power about what I was eating every night. I just knew I had delicious cooked food in my fridge. So I would just go to it and eat it. And then I had so much more creativity and time for my family, for my husband and for myself. And, um, and so keeping it easy is, is really, really key. 
Okay, so you were kind of eating the same meal for a couple days in a row, and the family didn't complain about that. They were okay. Well, with so I would eat, I would eat similar things, but I would mix and match. Like maybe I would mix my sides. Like I would buy some ready-made veggies already. And maybe I would use, put that on the side one night, but I would cook veggies the next night. Um, and then I would change the proteins up sometimes. Like I would have chicken one day and fish, but maybe I fish the next day, but then maybe I would, I would have the same side. So it's like, I would mix and match. But now that my kids are older, um, I, they do, they, they cannot eat like that. So, so I do have to, um, I do have to modify some things for them. So I will, I, I do, this is something that when, uh, like as a mom, sometimes we put ourselves last, but I actually like try to put myself no, I wouldn't say first, but I would say at the same place, definitely as my family. And so I always make sure that I have a healthy meal. And so a lot of times I batch cook for myself. So I at least have my food. And then if they can eat some of that, like if I make salmon, my kids like salmon. So they'll have salmon, I'll add rice um, and I'll add like some veggies that they like. And for me, I might have salmon without the rice, maybe perhaps, but so, and then I'll add more veggies. So I'll kind of mix and match like that. And then there are some nights where they have their food and I have mine and I'm okay with that because my food is so easy to make that um, I, I need, and I need to eat like that because it gives me so much energy and it keeps my weight low without thinking about it. Like I don't even, and I don't really have to go to the gym that much when I eat really healthy. I use the flavorful spices, easy cooking methods. I don't, I don't have to go to the gym as much as I used to go. And I didn't even lose weight at that time. So, cause food is 80% of losing weight and keeping it off. It's like getting your food um, uh, system down is so key to a healthy weight, a healthy BMI, and just living kind of effortlessly um, in the body that you want to live in. I think that's, oh, there's, there was a, a couple, well, I love what you said about how, I mean, people would judge if you said, well, I put myself first in my family, but I think women putting themselves last has been so detrimental. So I think that's a nice way to say you put yourself at least equally as important as the other members of your family. Because if you go down, the rest of them are going to deteriorate. And then also, um, I totally agree. Anytime I've just been like, I'm just going to work out and do a bunch of exercise and I don't really pay attention to the food part of it. I mean, the weight's just kind of there, you know, and, or, or I, but I could do the opposite where I'm focusing on having a really balanced diet and you just feel like your weight's just at a great area and you don't have to do, you know, these extreme workouts that a lot of people do. Like, well, I won't name them because some I mean, people absolutely love those workouts and things like that, but you don't have to do that because yeah. a lot of women go, oh my gosh, I work out like crazy and I still have this bulge because I think that's the missing thing. His. Yeah, yes, yes, definitely. And, and what you're doing uh, during your workouts is also key. Uh, one other, we're talking mainly about food today, but um, food and spices. But I mean, one thing that I that really helped me when I was working out and to help me get abs after kids um, was that I did more, I focused more on strength training, because when I was lifting weights, it actually burns more fat than cardio does, because it's more, it's longer term. So if you're running for 20 minutes, um, if you don't run for a week, you just gain weight. But if you were lifting for 20 minutes, and you don't go to the gym, for a week, 
your, your body still has that muscle and muscle burns calories much faster than fat does. So it's like you transform your body into this fat burning machine by focusing more on strength training. And the other perk of strength training is it doesn't take as long as cardio. Like you could do two or three sessions of like 30 to 40 minutes a week and you'll be in shape as long as your eating is good too. Okay, nice. Um, so uh, what's for breakfast? Oh, okay, yes. So, all right. So what I, I love to, um, so I love to use, I'll talk about another spice that I love to use um, in, during breakfast time. And, um, and this spice, and I'll tell you how to use it. Um, so this spice is turmeric. And turmeric is a golden yellow, gorgeous spice. It's been used for thousands of years and it has incredible anti-inflammatory benefits. Um, now, according to traditional Chinese um, uh, medicine, it can also help to reduce dampness in reproductive organs, which help to create an internal environment that's ideal for conception. So that's another kind of benefit for fertility. Um, overall, it is, um, it's an anti-inflammatory, which a lot of times what that means, we sometimes we don't realize that we have inflammation in our body and we think that maybe we're just like, we're getting fat or something like that. But um, a lot of times it's bloating caused by the food that we're eating or the environment that we're in, some of the toxins that are in the environment around us. And so when you start decreasing inflammation in your body, what happens is that your face gets less puffy and your stomach gets less bloated loaded. And so your stomach goes in and it's because it's, you're just, it's more natural. It's not inflamed. Um, and so that's really key. And then the other thing about turmeric is that it actually helps you, um, it actually helps you uh, block more fat cells from forming. And that's, that, that's something else that has just been uh, studied. And I mean, there's been multiple studies that have shown that, that when you're having turmeric, that's one of the things that happens. And one of the other things I really want to share, especially after being a mom, I feel like this really got to me because there's that term mom brain. And, um, and so turmeric helps improve your memory as well. And that's something I've noticed that I need to do. And uh, so that's, that's a great, a great way. Um, so how I like to use turmeric is to add it to my eggs in the morning because it's yellow already. It's very mild in flavor. Um, it's, a, it has an earthy taste, but you can't really taste it in your eggs. Um, and so I add a half teaspoon when I'm having two eggs and sometimes I add some egg whites to it. And so I love doing that um, to get that anti-inflammatory, um, those anti-inflammatory benefits into my body every day or as much as, as many days as I eat eggs. Um, but another really great breakfast that I suggest is having a green smoothie. And um, a green smoothie, uh, it's, I have a framework called the Genius 5 smoothie. And, um, and this really, the reason it's Genius 5 is because it has a brain health. It has a lot of elements that improve brain health, like omega-3s, also things like turmeric, which improve your memory. Um, and then it also is really low sugar, but very filling. So I can walk you quickly through the five parts of the um, Genius 5 smoothie and give an example. Um, these are really tasty, first of all. They're extremely tasty. They don't taste gross. They taste amazing. Like you look forward to it every morning and they're very easy. They take less than a minute to make and less than a minute to drink. So for those of us that are in a rush, they're the go-to. They're really good. Um, so the Genius 5 smoothie, you start with a, um, a liquid base that's low sugar and non-dairy. So that could be something like almond milk or coconut milk or water. 
Um, so that's the first layer. So the second layer is to add a protein. So I recommend using a vegan protein powder, a whey protein powder, or any other protein powder that you feel comfortable with. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable with protein powders, then you can use Greek yogurt, usually an unsweetened uh, non-fat version is, is the best. So you basically are getting between 20 and 30 grams of protein uh, with either of these methods, which is really important for your breakfast. It's like important to start your day with a protein filled breakfast for weight loss and just to feel good and to feel full. Um, so you have the protein there. Um, then the next thing is to add greens, um, greens and, and I'll, yeah, so add, add a, a handful of greens. So that would be something like um, spinach, a handful of spinach or a cup of spinach. Um, it could be even like a cup of broccoli or kale or any other greens. And what greens do is they give you all this nutrition. They, um, they keep you full because they're, they're full of fiber um, and they give you all this energy. So that's a third one. And then the fourth one is a fiber, um, a fiber, a fiber boost. And so Fiber boost can come in something like flaxseed. So you could add one serving of flaxseed, which is full of fiber, or you could do a fiber supplement. And the reason that you really need fiber is because it's like free calorie. It's, it's basically, um, you're, it's a, a free way to fill yourself up. So it's, you're, you're keeping yourself more full, but it, fiber passes through your body. So you're not like absorbing the calories. Um, and then finally, the final step to this uh, Genius 5 smoothie is a is a, a flavor boost. So that could be turmeric, it could be cinnamon, um, it could be mint, or it could be a little bit of ginger. So a little spice, which is adding you uh, adding this um, health benefit. So um, really quick, just to tell you an example of it, I would have, uh, and you can add fruit at, um, as optional if you'd like. So one of my favorite smoothies is a mint spinach strawberry smoothie. So um, what I do in that one is I have almond milk, um, I have a, uh, a cup of spinach, I, um, I do uh, two tablespoons of flaxseed, and then I do some mint as well. And, um, and then there was, let's see, and then I also add a little bit of strawberries, like a half cup of strawberries. And so that's really where I, um, that's, that's the, a, a, a beautiful, like filling uh, way to start my day. And I love that. Did, did you add the protein powder? Oh, and the pro, thank you. Yes, the protein powder. So I'll have one scoop of vegan protein powder. And okay. I used to use whey protein powder, but I use vegan protein powder now because I feel like it bloats me less. Oh, okay. What, what do you recommend? I use one, a brand protein. called Optimum Nutrition, which I really think is great. They have great, it's just really high quality ingredients. Um, I get it from Amazon and, um, and then I, I just use one scoop. It's low sugar, low calorie and high protein. Okay. And um, what was the fiber in it? So the fiber was the flax seeds. Oh, the fiber was the flax seeds. Okay. Yes. Okay, great. And with the vegan, is it like a pea protein or do you know what the protein source is? For the the pro the, oh, that's it. Yes. I think it, it, I'm not sure if it's a pea protein. Um, the thing that's important in the, in a vegan protein is that you also like, you're looking at the carbs. Sometimes pea protein is, is there, you, you just definitely want to look at what that, what that, um, like you want to look at the carbs, make sure the carbs are low, the sugar is low, but, um, it's a, I don't, I think it's a blend of things, but yes, I need to look more into that. Okay. Okay, good. All right. Thank you. All right. That's great. So you just kind of like have everything ready in the morning and yes, yes. Into the blender. 
Yeah, because nothing really needs to be cut yeah. or chopped or anything. You just like put it in there. And um, and sometimes to make it even easier, you could make a smoothie sack on, on your Sunday, like on your Sunday prep where you get a Ziploc bag, a large gallon Ziploc bag, and you put all those things except for the protein in it and then the liquid. So you put the, the greens, the fruit, the flaxseed, um, put all those things, the, the mint and then or the spice, or, and then you, um, then you just put it into your blender, add the liquid and add the protein powder or your um or your greek yogurt and then you blend it and that's how it becomes even easier but it's even if you don't do that it's still really simple okay so there there seems to be a kind of a, a pervasive theme is um you need to be planning or i mean the planning is really key right because you can find yourself in all these situations like I, i'm thinking about what if you travel for work or you know and you you are eating out at hotels and you know how it goes. Like, oh, yes. how is this all kind of working in, in this regard? You're eating on yeah. the go a lot. Yes. Yes. So definitely planning ahead is really key when you're at home as much as you can. Um, what I, what I've seen and what happened for myself and what I teach um, is that in the beginning, you're putting some upfront work to get work in because you're really deciding what does my week look like? Are you, you could either meal plan or what I like to do is I have a meal framework. So I know for every meal I'm having a protein, a vegetable and a carb. And so based on that meal framework, I can kind of like, mix and match throughout the week versus meal planning specifically for every night. So eat both ways are really good, it, but those are two um, easy ways to kind of plan your, your week out. Um, if you can't meal plan yourself, then there's a lot of healthy meal plans out there that you can get. Um, and it's good sometimes just to follow something that works. So, so planning is really key, but simplifying your planning is very, very key because a lot of times the meal planning, um, uh, like sites, they, they're so complicated that I would just get confused even reading about how to meal plan. So um, it, it's very possible to simplify your meal planning. And a lot of times I like to use meal frameworks for that. Um, the second piece is traveling. So when I lost 40 pounds, I was a management consultant and I was traveling every week, three nights a week um, and staying in hotels uh, for every single night, going out to dinners. And so I really found that um, I had all the choice in the world. I could do anything I wanted, but I didn't want to do that to my waistline because I did not feel good when I was just expanding by eating out every single night and just going kind of go overdoing it. So what I found is there are some hacks and some easy ways that you can eat out. Um, a lot of things are, it's kind of like knowing a framework of what should be on your plate. So when you're somewhere, what do you order? How do you modify? Um, um, I, one of the key things that I found is like when I go out, I like to use something called an appetizer hack. So um, what I do is if I'm at a restaurant, a lot of times a common way that we think about things is we're like, um, okay, I'm out at a dinner. I want to enjoy myself or I want to treat. I should get the, I should get what I want at this restaurant. It's just a natural reaction. And so um, you absolutely should. And um, if you don't, you're actually going to end up doing something else at another time when you totally lose control. So you, so the point is to be balanced when you're out. And so I recommend if you're feeling that feeling of indulging when you're out, indulge in your appetizer and order something that is a little bit unhealthier than you would usually order. Um, something maybe like something that might be fried or something that might be just not cooked in the right, in the, in the most healthiest way. Um, 
And the reason it's okay to do it for your appetizer is because it's a smaller portion. And so you're eating a smaller portion of the unhealthy foods, but you're still, like I said, in a feminine way, you're making yourself feel good. You're giving yourself what you want, but in a, in a balanced way versus saying, I can't eat anything that's unhealthy because I'm on this diet and I just shouldn't do that to myself. Well, then we, then that kind of makes that off the wagon on the wagon mentality pervasive. And so to get away from that, to feel balanced, order something tiny, um, order something small for your appetizer, and then order a nice healthy dinner. Like you could have chicken and vegetables or steak and vegetables, or you could have a big salad with lots of protein on it. That's really filling. Um, and then if you want to have a drink, have a drink, you know, have a drink because you want to enjoy yourself. So the more that you can add these kind of hacks and ways of balancing your, your day, the more or that you can actually stick to it and consistency is the key so we don't want to go on and come off of something we want to figure out how to make this part of our life instead of the separate diet that we're on to, to lose weight because then it's only temporary and it's going to be you're going to be going through the yo-yo up and down forever well um now gina what about like did you ever bring spices with you to restaurants? Like when you had to travel or you go out, I mean, do you have little spice hacks that you could give us that you could add to the food to make it seem more satisfying? Oh yes. I love that. Absolutely. I do. So one thing is that I have something called a spice missile. So a spice missile is a small container. It's about this small. Um, it's just, a, just a, a few inches high and, um, and you, it's actually, uh, it was created for boy scouts to take camping. And so, because when you're camping, you need to flavor your foods, but it's really cute and it's actually very modern looking. So I can just put it in my purse and it has three layers. So I, you can just, um, kind of like take one off and um, use only that one. So I always have a cinnamon, um, a cinnamon spice missile in my purse because whenever I'm at a coffee shop, um, they may not have cinnamon. And I like my, my cinnamon is nice cinnamon. So I want to use my cinnamon. And so I put the cinnamon on it. Another thing that you can do is if you're having dessert, um, you can add cinnamon on your dessert because it lowers your blood sugar and it helps. It does not completely counteract the effects of chocolate, but it does help to lower your blood sugar. Like you, you lower the elevation that it would be um, reaching to if you didn't have it. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing, the other spice hack is if you see a dessert or if you see a food with mint on it, or if you see mint or peppermint tea, that's a great dessert to have like peppermint tea or something with mint. And the reason is because mint decreases overeating and it's because of the scent of mint. So that's why having a tea with it is really, really great. Um, so I personally know last Thanksgiving and probably a lot of listeners have this where you go to Thanksgiving, there's just food everywhere. There's like 10 desserts. It's very, very challenging to, to stay balanced in that situation. So after going through multiple, like five or six Thanksgivings where the, the first of those five, um, I, five or six Thanksgivings where I've been trying to, um, really trying to get better and trying to feel good actually the morning after Thanksgiving, that was really what my goal was. Um, in the, the first, first of those, I actually gained seven pounds on Thanksgiving because I ate so much. I mean, it was like 
I had thirds and I had lots of desserts. So I slowly evolved. And this past Thanksgiving, what I did is I brought my own peppermint tea tea bag to Thanksgiving. And during dessert, I did have two bites of dessert because there's been studies that show that if you have two bites of dessert, it helps you, it gives you the same satisfaction as an entire like piece. So if you were to have two bites of chocolate cake, it's the same satisfaction as the entire chocolate cake. So I like to just like it's, I just want to ha- get the most satisfaction without all of the calories. So, um, so I have a couple bites and then I just finished my night with peppermint tea. And because I was sipping on something and holding it, that was part of the reason that I was able to kind of prevent, um, prevent my snacking and my temptations on other things. So, so mint and cinnamon are two things to really look for. Um, And one other thing is like when we're out, if you want to have a cocktail or a drink, try to find the cocktails that have um, ingredients that do have herbs and flavors in it. Like, um, and then also have things like cucumbers because cucumber is really good. Um, It decreases water retention from your body. So it decreases bloating. There's some drinks with cilantro, some with jalapeno. Um, Those drinks are often lighter And so just if you see those on the menu, just kind of look at those a little bit more because those ones are going to, they're usually lighter. Okay. Um, uh, Well, a couple of things. Well, if you're trying to conceive, then we just say maybe just get a mocktail of that. Oh, definitely. Yes. Get a mocktail (laughs) of that version. Yes. Yeah. Um, But also, are there ever any women who go, but I don't really like those spices. I mean, cinnamon seems universal. I'm I'm sure there's people who don't like it, maybe a couple, but there's like, I'm thinking about my mother-in-law. She's told me before, I really don't like cumin and coriander. It's just not her thing. So like, what do you do? I mean, there's, there's many spices, right? But you've mentioned um, those being a couple that you use. Like, how, how do you kind of get around that? Yes. So actually cinnamon is one, it's interesting that, um, of most of the spices, cinnamon is the one that, um, more people have, um, an irritation, uh, against like they, they feel like it, it could cause reflux sometimes. I mean, it's only in 2% of the population. So it's very, very small, but, um, it could. And so in those situations, like there are replacement ones, like for, for cinnamon, nutmeg is another, it's savory sweet. So you could use nutmeg a little bit of that um, and there really are there's so many spices so it's just exploring and so what I think is a good way to look at it is are you looking for sweet are you looking for neutral or are you looking for spicy and then work within that so um, one thing that I didn't talk about that's really common is a lot of people don't like spicy food actually so so for example one of the spices that's spicy is cayenne pepper and cayenne pepper is really, really great because it increases our metabolism. And so, and we, it also curbs our appetite. So we're not as hungry. So if you are trying to lose weight, um, that's a great, a great one. But if you don't like the spiciness of it, then there's different versions of, uh, that you can use that are less spicy. So cayenne pepper has um, a compound called capsation in it and capsation gives it all those benefits. But if you use a spice like paprika, it's much less spicy and it's even slightly sweet, not totally sweet, but slightly sweet. And it still has capsation in it. So you will still get those benefits, but without all the spice. So a lot of times it's like willing to be experimental with with using spices and then also finding recipes that are good because 
a lot of times it, it, we don't know, like it's, it's kind of tricky to know how to use spices. If you just eat it like plain, it does not going to taste good. But if you eat it combined in the right quantities and with the right flavors um, and with the right foods, a lot of times people love spices that they never even thought they were going to like. So, mm-hmm. so like trying different recipes and just experimenting with it um, is a really good way to, to get started. Okay. What was like an aha moment when you first started on this journey and then you saw, oh my gosh, I actually lost weight. Like what was something, I don't know, what was something that kind of like the light bulb that went off in your head that you, like all the diets before that you said did work because diets do work. They're just not often sustainable in the long run. Right. Yeah. So like what, you know, like in the, in the very beginning, what, what, what was that experience? Okay. So what, what that, I actually did have that aha moment. And so the aha moment came when I was working on eating these foods. So I was eating really, really, um, great tasting foods and I was adding spices. So like, for example, my dinner would be something like cumin, coriander, fish, um, with, uh, with, uh, with turmeric cauliflower. And, um, and then I would have, uh, like a lentil soup on the side and, as I was eating that, I would feel like, oh my gosh, this tastes so good. There's no way it can be healthy because it just, it tastes so amazing. And my husband would say the same thing because he was trying to get healthy as well. And so he would say like, this is so good. And so what, when the light bulb kind of like flashed on is when I went to my scale after the first month of doing this, I went to my scale and I lost 10 pounds in my first month from eating like a queen every single night and feeling full and never feeling deprived and feeling warmer and happier than I had ever felt eating any other foods. And also because I was using the easy cooking methods, I felt like this is an easier way to live. Like I would rather eat like this than eat the way I used to eat because it tastes better and it's easier and I'm losing weight by doing it. So uh, that was the moment where I was like, how come I never knew this before? All the pain, all of the work that I did before, like I would go to the gym for hours a day and I would never see that kind of results. So that's when it hit me that it really is about food um, and it's about the types of food that you're putting on your plate, not the quantities. It's about the types. And then you can make it taste so good and you can enjoy the process. I mean, you grew up with your mother and grandmother using all these spices and, but you had weight issues. Like what, what was the difference? Yeah, that's it. That, so that's a very good point. And um, so I did eat spices when I was growing up, but I didn't, I didn't optimize it with the foods because I don't want to definitely don't want to give the impression that you could eat, um, you know, like large quantities of breads or of rice or of pastas, and then just add spices to it or ice cream and add spices to it. And you're going to lose weight. You actually have to balance the spices with uh, healthy low glycemic or low sugar type foods um, that are natural. And, um, and then it gives you a boost, like it gives you that boost. But if you're, if you're not using, it accelerates your weight loss, it accelerates the process. But the key is really the food. I mean, you really want to be balancing it with, with really good, healthy, um, natural foods. And then it gives you that extra boost. And then it, 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 it makes weight loss easier because your, your food tastes good. So like when my mother would cook she cooked I actually modified a lot of her recipes that's how I came up with my recipes my mom was an amazing cook she's an amazing cook I mean I uh, like I just love her cooking and um 
uh, and she's actually taken some of the the techniques that I that I created, used them, and in her 60s she lost 30 pounds from um, just from following the cooking techniques that I showed her after she taught me how to cook. But she would just definitely. Um, you know, be focused more on the creams, a little bit more creams, a little bit more butters, oils, and then um, eating fast burning carbs like rice and bread was the centerpiece of our meal with just a little bit of vegetables on the side and more of the protein. So it was more about like changing the quantities of the foods that I was eating and just eating more veggies, more protein and making carbs a side instead of a main. And so that's really what, what, um, what, what affected it. And then and then using spices made it made the process easier and gave me that boost that I did, wasn't getting from other diet foods. Okay, very cool. Now, um, tell us, how do we find out more about you? And just tell us everything. I know you have like a special gift for our listeners. So um, please share. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, well, I do have a special gift for your listeners that I created. Um, this is available at masalabody.com forward slash fertility hour. And I'm sharing my uh, sweet spice cheat sheet. This has the spice that is most likely uh, in your kitchen cabinet, and it curbs sugar cravings and also lowers blood sugar. Uh, I talk about five benefits of using the sweet spice Uh Three, three benefits, five ways to use it in your day. And then I give a really tasty, delicious recipe, which is actually a warming tea that helps to curb sugar cravings. Um, and that's really easy to make. So that is at masalabody.com forward slash fertility hour. Okay, that will be in the show notes as well, that link. And then, um, and then your website is uh, yep. So my website's masalabody.com. But what will happen is once you go to masalabody.com forward slash fertility hour, I'll send you that sweet spice cheat sheet. And then I'll automatically add you to my regular newsletter list. And I'll follow up with a recipe book called seven spicy recipes to melt off your first seven pounds. And if you're not interested in weight loss at this moment, then it still gives you healthy recipes that are just they're really good. They're really natural that you can try out. Out and they're really fun to make. And then after that, I'll send you more recipes and more tips that are um, that are uh, especially for just being healthy in this gentle, more feminine way, but really seeing results. That was awesome. Thank you so much. I love oh, that. Yeah. Thank you. I definitely want to check out those recipes. That's great. I love what you're doing. And um and, and like you said, I mean, I was reading another interview or something like through your own transformation, you have. Built yes. This. And that, I mean, I guess, I mean, that's the best way because you really come from a place of passion and I can tell you're really passionate about this. Yeah. Oh. Congrats, yeah. Congratulations on all your Thank you so much. I'm so happy that um, you've uh, given me a forum to share just all of this amazing. Um, I feel like this, this, it's like, I really, it was, it's really this, uh, when you do go through an info, uh, go through a transformation, you feel like, oh my God, I was a certain way before. And I want to share with everyone the way that it's possible to do it. And so thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, okay. So definitely go masalabody.com forward slash fertility hour to get the sweet cheat sheet and then also be added to our newsletter list to get wonderful um, recipes, seven, initially seven recipes. Okay. That's wonderful. And um, thank you so much. And I'll, I'll contact you in the next couple of weeks and I'll tell you when this episode is live.
Oh, perfect. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, Gina, it was great talking with you. So good talking to you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Fertility Hour. For being one of our loyal listeners, we would like to give you free access to a special report called Restore Your Fertility Naturally. Inside, you'll learn about an eight-step, all-natural process that's helped hundreds of couples conceive. This is one of our most popular reports, and you can get free access by going to fertilityhour.com forward slash report. Again, that's fertilityhour.com forward slash report. Go there now, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Fertility Hour.